Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet husband and wife co-authors Harold Earls and Rachel Earls, speaker Carlos Whitaker, and author and podcast host Becky Thompson. These authors have each written books about how their faith has helped them move forward in difficult times and live life to the fullest. Now step into the audio booth to hear what it was like for them to record their audiobooks. Enjoy. Hey, what's going on? This is Captain Harold Earls. And I'm Rachel Earls. And together, we wrote a book called A Higher Calling, Pursuing Love, Faith, and Mount Everest for a Greater Purpose. To provide some context, it all started right after I graduated from West Point. I led the first Army team to the summit of Everest. We were raising awareness for post-traumatic stress disorder. This all took place in Rachel and I's first year of marriage. And so while we were on the news and we were talking about what we were doing, what really wasn't seen in the stuff behind the curtain was what Rachel and I were going through. So our story shares our love story and us dealing with you know, the struggles of first year of marriage while tackling something that is so dangerous in nature. Wow. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, I would say difficult for sure. I had no idea. I'm like, hey, I can read in class. Like, I remember like in middle school, you go around the circle and you're like, oh, you do popcorn reading. It's like, I read a sentence and someone else reads a sentence. And I'm like, that's what it's going to be like. I was like, I never really messed up on that. But then here, trying to like hit the right inflection, the right tone, the right speed was very difficult at first. I feel like it took us like 16 chapters. We joked, we're like, hey, all right, now that we're 16 chapters in, we're finally figuring out how to actually read our story the right way. I personally would say insightful because while it was incredibly challenging in the beginning, it was actually pretty encouraging by the end of recording because this is something I told Harold. It just reminded me that when you start out doing anything, you're probably going to be pretty bad. But if you keep at it, you stick with it, then you can turn into a little bit of an expert. Just to interject here, one thing I love about kind of like us that I saw is like how we grew through doing this audiobook, right? It's one thing to like write our book together. I felt like we grew just in writing the story. But I felt like another level of that is we also grew through doing this audiobook. Like it's really powerful to hear you read those moments and then hear me read those moments and to see the growth that we had throughout doing it. It was pretty neat. Oh, man. What was yours, honey? What was the word that you got stuck on for like six minutes, the very end of the book? <laughs> the very end of the book. It wasn't that I couldn't pronounce a word. It was saying an extension. I just kept getting tongue tied on an extension, in an extension. Y'all for, like fi- like, for like 15 minutes. It was literally, literally the last, oh the last line of the book. And then I remember <laughs> also perseverance. And I think for you, yours was, what was, what was mine? incomparable. You said Incom- incomparable. Wait, it, it is supposed to be incomparable. I don't even know which one it is right now. <laughs> incomparable, incomparable. Yeah, whatever. It's one of those big three-syllable words, you know? So as far as like the moment that I think I would be most excited for our listeners to hear is my farewell message to Rachel. I, I think that very few people in life have had to been through that moment. Hearing that in retrospect now And then Rachel hearing it for the first time, me having to tell the love of my life that I literally had been married to for less than a year, goodbye, was hands down one of the most difficult things. 
I feel like the emotional parts we really nailed. I actually feel like those were the easiest parts to record because you really had to put yourself in that moment. You felt those emotions again. And so we didn't really stumble as much because we were just locked in. I know I was almost brought to tears reading some of my parts, so much so that Harold was like, were you crying? So I'm excited for the listener to hear that. Man, the hardest part was the like funny moments, the right inflection for funny parts. I thought that was so hard because you got to think like we have written the book. We have read it like 50 times. So those funny parts that we've heard so many times, it's then hard to like nail that right tone, that right, you know, pause to make it funny. So I actually struggled to try to make those parts hit just right. Man, who is my dream narrator? First off, I want to give a huge shout out who's also my dream narrator now is Paula Parker. This woman is awesome. So she was the director of, of our whole audiobook. And I learned, honestly, so much from her. I was talking to Rachel when we were driving home yesterday. And I was like, man, I am so grateful that Paula is there. So if you guys aren't aware kind of how this all works is we have the book in front of us and we're reading it. But essentially, you have a director who's kind of like a Morgan Freeman, who's like in the room but not actually in the room that listens to everything that you say and will like interject and tell you exactly how you should say it. And I was so grateful to have her by our side. She always knew the exact tone and then chord to strike every time. And I think she'd do a great job. So that's hands down my answer. You stole the words right from my <laughs> lips, honey. I literally wrote her name in the fill in the blank, Paula Parker. You, you what would, a boss. You would be being a one on the Enneagram perfectionist writing in your answers over there. Of course. <laughs> what would you say as far as like what did you learn either about like yourself or what did you just like learn through this experience? It could be the writing experience. It could be the audiobook. What's something that you could give to them that you've learned? This whole book writing, recording process has really shown me how – you really just can't do it alone. You need an awesome team of people around you. And even though Harold and I wrote this book, these are our words, just recording it today was such a testament of having someone else who's an expert and relying on them to show you the best way to do something, to teach you something new, and how important it is to be receptive to that. And we're just so thankful to have those people on our team. That's awesome. I love you. And now, listen to a clip of Harold and Rachel Earle's audiobook. Spoiler alert! I didn't choose the princess. This love story is a bit more unconventional. In this tale, the guy meets the gal, falls in love, and instead of conquering the dragon, takes off to conquer the world's tallest mountain, leaving her to question if there will even be a happily ever after. Hey, this is Carlos Whitaker, author of Enter Wild, Exchange a Mild and Mundane Faith for Life with an Uncontainable God. I wrote my book because I had gotten to a place in my faith journey where I'd really kind of cleaned it up and I felt like I'd gotten about 60% better with life. And the truth of life is, when we get about 60% better from anything we're trying to work on, a lot of times we get lazy and we just kind of give up because we think, okay, I can handle this. Like this feels a lot better than it did when I was like at 0%, right? So I found myself living at 60% for so long until I realized, I wonder if I can really trust John 10.10 when it says, I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. 
And so I started to honestly test God and say, okay, you say I can have life to the full. I'm testing you. I'm calling you out. And so I began to do that. And can I tell you, the more I began to test the confines of what that verse meant, the more I saw me creeping towards 100%. And when I finally got to life to the full, and I'm telling you, for me, life to the full meant my physical manifestations of anxiety, they were gone, like they disappeared. All of the sin management issues that I was having for so long, those things were healed. All of these things in my life finally got healed. When I got there, I started to think, why doesn't everybody get to the same place too? And so I wrote this book simply so I can grab some of my friends by the hand and lead them towards abundance because I feel like all of us can truly, truly experience that John 10, 10 verse in what it was supposed to be experienced as. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, what would it be? Fun. Because this book really is a lot of great stories. And honestly, I don't really consider myself a preacher. I consider myself a storyteller. And even when I write, when you read my books, it's like you're sitting next to me or across from me at a coffee shop, and I'm just telling you stories and stories and stories. And listen, my wife will admit this to anybody. If there's somebody that loves to hear themselves tell stories, it's me. So I'm honestly a little bummed that the audiobook's over. Like, I, I wish I could just sit and tell more stories on a microphone because I loved it. So honestly, it was actually a lot of fun. Every single Greek or Hebrew word that was in this book, poor Beth would have to Google really quickly, or she already knew how to say it and would have to teach me how to speak in these foreign languages. So all the Greek, I was having to beg her to please help me. And also... I had a hard time pronouncing the last names of those beautiful children in the Chronicles of Narnia. I was like, Pevensi, Pevensky, Pevensi. It was so hard. So I'm super embarrassed that I wasn't able to pull that off with, again, without Beth's help. I'm actually really proud of the accent that I used for my dad. My dad, he's a hard accent to nail down because he's like, he's a black Panamanian, you know, from like the islands. But then his parents were from the Cayman Islands area. So he's got this Spanish, Black, Latin kind of flavor to him. And it's really hard to pin down. But I'm super excited about nailing that down. I think I pulled it off. Like Morgan Freeman, if he could have read this audiobook, I've actually had the pleasure of having a conversation with Morgan Freeman. It was about a seven-minute conversation. And I just remember, I know he was talking to me, but I was so entranced just at the tone of his voice while he was talking, just the depth. I mean, he could have read me the menu at Cracker Barrel and I would have just been like, read more, read more. I think all the audiobooks I listen to are great because they're all memorable. And I only really choose ones that everyone has recommended. But the last one I listened to is The Silent Patient. It's a novel and it totally blew my mind. It made me go and buy the, the hardback book. And so I went and I bought it after I listened to it. And of course, it's one of those books, without giving any spoilers, that you're going to have to listen to or read twice. And when I read it twice, my mind, the whole time you could hear it going. <laughs> so that was the last great audiobook that I listened to. I travel full time. So literally the second I get in the Uber and I know I've got a 20 minute ride to the airport, I've got 15 minutes through security. I've got uh, 20 minutes to wait at the gate or the Delta Sky Club. Then I get on the plane. 
So I like to listen to audiobooks when I'm on my way to a plane, not necessarily on the plane itself. When I'm on a plane, I like to work. But then when we land, I hit audiobook again, and it just kind of gets me through the mundane sections of my day. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. Is there more? Is there really, truly more to this Christian life than we have experienced? John 10.10 says this, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Hi, this is Becky Thompson, author of Peace, Hope and Healing for the Anxious Mama's Heart. I wrote my book because I am a Christian woman who struggles with anxiety. These are two independent facts about me, and I know that there are other women who struggle with the same thing. I wanted them to know a few important things. I wanted them to know that God doesn't fault them for the fear that they feel, but He came so that they can be free. So often, women are told, just pray more, have more faith, and you'll get better. And while those are really important parts of this issue, there's a whole other area that needs to be addressed. My hope was that this book took a full 360-degree look at what an anxious Christian mama experiences and gives her practical steps to walk out of that fear. If I had to describe what it was like to record this audiobook in one word, it would be fulfilling. When you write a book and then you put it all down on paper and then you kind of have a separation from it for a little while until it releases into the world, it's just so fulfilling to go back through that work and hear it read out loud and process through all of it again. So the process here at the studio was great, but it was fulfilling in all aspects of that word. I realized I had trouble pronouncing anxiety disorder. <laughs> and those two words show up quite a bit in this book. It's not that I can't pronounce them, but say anxiety disorder a few times fast in the middle of a sentence, and it gets kind of tricky. So that was one of my major hiccups. But then there were some scientific words, some names, some other things that we had to sort of look up and address. There were some Greek words in there, medical words. So there are some words that I just need help with. I'm proud in this recording that I was able to remain conversational. It really is tricky to read words that sound like a conversation, because that's sort of my style of writing, but also read them and maintain the conversational nature. I feel really proud that I believe I was able to achieve that in this book. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast someone with an Australian accent. I love accents, and I grew up in Oklahoma and spent some time in different parts of the country, so I always wonder what I sound like to other people, but one accent that's just beautiful to me is the Australian accent. So I would choose a narrator with an Australian accent. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was actually Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. I've interacted with that text in print, but hearing it was just a whole nother level of understanding the information and processing it in a new way. I just really enjoyed it. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is in my car. 
I have found that my kids, when I have an audiobook on, don't fight as much. They're either captivated by what's being said or they just don't want to have to fight over the noise of the audiobook. If I'm ever alone, audiobooks keep me great company while I'm driving. So I love to listen to audiobooks in my car, for sure. And now, please listen to a clip from my audiobook. About a year ago, I woke up one morning and felt nervous about everything, but nothing specific. I closed my eyes and tried to remember what I was worried about exactly. We had made a cross-country move from Oklahoma to California on a giant God adventure just about six months before. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.